Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Lasers in dentistry. Pew, pew. That's about the extent of my knowledge on that topic. In this podcast, we interviewed Dr. Kurt Dean, a longtime laser dentist, and he just broke it all down for me. What are lasers? What is their application in dentistry? And why is it so confusing to young dentists? It's probably because the application of it is so versatile that it can be a bit overwhelming to get your head around it. But Dr. Kurt Dean talks to us about what lasers are, basically how they work, what they're used for, and the types of lasers on the market. And he also gets into the pros and cons of the technology. My name's Chidham Kippel, and enjoy this What I Wish I Knew podcast by Dental Head Start. Can you give me some examples of some of your high techy techy dental toys that you, you really can't live without now? That's funny. Like I, I, I got a, I got a biolase water lase. It's what is it? Um, um, basically, it's a hardened soft tissue laser, but it's got a handpiece. So some of the other the other lasers out there have got these what these are articulated arms, which are basically a complicated series of mirrors. But this is actually literally like a handpiece, like a, a high speed. So it's really easy to pick up from a technical point of view, and you can do a lot with. If it. we can just rewind there a little bit. What are lasers in dentistry? How are they used? Where are they used? What kind of lasers are there? Look, there's a, I mean, there's a few lasers out there, but I think it, the, the market's not exactly that saturated. So it's not like you have to, it's not like composite <laughs> where you've got so many different brands. Probably the basic, I, I'd really cut it down to some basic ones out there. So you've got um, really hardened, hardened soft tissue lasers and you have soft tissue lasers. They're sort of really what you see out there um and again there's probably people who are more authorities in the area that would be turning in their grave with my cut down version but that's how i look at it um and then you have all the different wavelengths and classifications so co2s nd yags and, and, I'm, and now i'm just saying acronyms which are going right over your head <laughs> you know as a you know as a newbie um but really what you boil down to is what do you want to do with it once you know what you want to do with it then you sort of then you find out what laser really is can you really simplistically explain how it works and how lasers actually cut hard and soft tissue? So to my understanding, with testing, testing going back to when I did the training for it, um, basically it's a coherent light. So the, the light energy is focused. Think of it like a magnifying glass is probably the best way to describe it. You know when you burn an ant with a magnifying glass when you're a psychotic child? That's essentially what you're doing. You're focusing that beam and that energy then is absorbed by a particular, that wavelength will be absorbed by a particular material. So um, say, for example, diode lasers will be absorbed in the red wavelength. You know, they'll be uh, infrared. And so if you have then the erbium YAG will be absorbed by water and hydroxyapatite and that bone. So that's why, exp- and so when it, when it, that chromophore, which is what the term of it is, uh, absorbs that light, it, it absorbs that energy and it boils, essentially, it explodes. So you're vaporising the tissue when you're using it. That's so how it works. I guess you can use um, lasers to cut tooth structure, to cut bone and obviously soft tissue there. Can you, like, let us know, I guess, when do you, when do you decide you will use laser? A, a 
I probably, I guess, when you decide is sort of, I guess, it, what it, what what tickles your fancy with the use of it. Um, what I was looking at was when I got into it, I started seeing people using it to treat perio and to do um, endodontics and also to do implants. And as I was getting into implants, yeah, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I can explain more. Um, the uh, with the implants, um, I just saw your facial expression; it was really cool. Um, <laughs> it was like really implants. Um, what I was saying in implants, one of the big fe- what's the, what's your biggest fear of implants? Like apart from doing all the other things, but what's the uh, oh peri implantitis? Got it right. So that's what I was scared of, and so I was seeing people treat peri implantitis with lasers. I'm going right and. The results they're getting where you're regrowing bone out of an out of an implant that's lost bone. I mean, that's that seemed like a bit of a game changer to me because that's like you get out of jail free card. Right? And so, therefore, um, seeing them, there was a there was a laser in America called Periolase, which the NDAG and um, there's some periodontists in Australia use that. They were producing some really nice results. Um, the the water laser, the bio laser, which I use, um, they were they were also demonstrating some good results with it as well. So. Yeah, that got me excited about it. That's how I sort of looked into it. Um, other people's journey has been because if they're using diodes because they want to, um, everyone everyone now wants to release phrenectomies. Um, it seems to be a tongue ties and, and lips. I mean, it's funny. It's the one use I don't use it a lot for, <laughs> funny enough. Um, but that's what that may have got them into using a diode laser or a soft tissue laser, right? But the the thing is why I use a water laser is it um it because it's got a coolant action it tends to not burn as much as the uh, diodes do so anyway so I'm getting very specific here but that's I guess what got me in what gets you into it I think depends on your use you know and what, well, what how did, how, what was the story for you why did you buy your first laser um the the first laser again I mean what's not to love about having your own laser and being pew 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 but um <laughs> you know um, it was um. You know, again, soft tissue work. So started using it for gingivectomies. And so that opened up that ability to, you know, release a renal tie, which would say encouraging recession and doing gingivectomies. And then it became, and again, the reps come and show you these things and you go, oh, that looks pretty cool. And then looking into it, doing some courses on it, it was like that's uh, the healing's really nice from them. They heal better than a cut. You know, it's sterile. Oh, okay, that's great. Um there's just a lot of advantages. So you start going, okay, this is something I wanted to get into. Then, of course, the problem is the price point tends to put people off a lot. I mean, and my take on that is that, yes, it's an expensive toy to get. It's an expensive toy. But when you start seeing what you can do with it, it sort of expands the the justification of having it. Aligners are becoming an integral part of practice, and whether you are new to aligner therapy or an experienced practitioner, the opportunity is vast. But how do you do that well, and how do you do that profitably? Well, Dr. Jeff Hall and Dr. Jesse Green have got together to help you with both of these key problems in aligner therapy. Dr. Jeff Hall is going to teach you how to do clear aligners to a high standard and give you the confidence to be able to treatment plan and troubleshoot your patients. And Dr. Jesse Green is going to show you how to do this more efficiently, more profitably, and to get more patients like these into your practice. Solving these problems and getting you profitable in clear aligners is what Clear Aligner Excellence, their new education platform, is all about. It also gives you huge discounts on the aligner lab fees. There's almost no reason not to find out more. Clearex.com.au So 
I can I can imagine that using a soft tissue laser. I'm actually just imagining like a lightsaber going through gingiva, and I'm like, yeah, with hard tissue laser, like if you're cutting tooth structure, how does it? I guess clean and cool down and all of that. Well, so so with I mean, again, I can only speak about the experience that I've used. So the the water laser, for example, what it will do is it, it's firing the jet of water at the the tooth, so cooling it down. So you need to use a lot of water when you when using it, and it's exploding that tissue off. But you got to think of it like an end cut. It doesn't. So when you it doesn't have any feedback. So when you're cutting, it's not like a burr where you can move it side to side. It's literally just zapping that point. Um, so again, I don't, I don't do crown preps with it, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's too, it's too slow in my hands for that sort of work. Um, the biggest selling point for a lot of people was the idea of painless dentistry with it. Um, I think it's possible to, to achieve that, but I've, I've still numb them up, you know, if I'm using it. So I don't think that's, I don't think that's the real. Does the patient point. feel any sort of like tap, like vibration or. Yeah, there's a there's a saying in laser dentistry called hertz hertz, and so what you need is you have to have the wattage, and, and then you have the hertz of how many times it's firing, and so as you cr- increase the hertz, you're you're going to increase the pain. That's I mean it's a bit of a rule of thumb, but yeah. but uh, patients often report if you get the if you do anesthetize the tooth with it, you can actually there are techniques I, I still struggle with it i don't know it doesn't always work but you can numb the tooth by using the laser defocused oh wow it's pretty crazy. so can you explain yeah, that it's pretty crazy um essentially you hold the laser away so you know how you were saying about the magnifying glass right and you're burning the ant but if you move it away you defocus. it's the only it's, it's oh, so by visible, the way right? that was you <laughs> and i would i would have burned a little piece of paper but um you've okay ruined. okay so you're burning your little piece of paper you're not you're not a psychopath okay got it um, but you know how like you would have you get your magnifying glass and that ring would go out and then you'd focus it in and then it would suddenly start to burn if you defocus it and bring it out you're putting the energy in but you're not you know you're not going to create that high energy burns burn zone but you, you can put that energy in now there's a mechanism where that energy going into the tooth will actually <laughs> again you're showing i'm showing my lack of knowledge <laughs> you should have got an expert on um but it, it essentially it will do something to the uh the the nerve pathway and it will basically stop it working and so you actually can wave it around long enough you can actually anesthetize de- the tooth and you can actually then laser the tooth they don't feel it they might feel a popping or a pulsing but they don't get the sharp pain I still find it hit and miss in my hands. That's probably why. Yeah, and, and I think um, this is why lasers feel so mystical to me because I feel like they're used for everything and things you wouldn't even imagine and the people who are really, really into them are just or maximising their, their use. It, it just feels a bit mystical to me, like how does that actually work? How does it actually numb up? How do you yeah. actually <laughs> cut tooth and what's the pattern of cutting? Because, you know, we're used to um, having that tactile feedback of we know it's removing tooth in a certain pattern and we've got that control. I think if you want to learn about it, like how do you, do you just have to practice it's practice. I mean, it, it is it is a Practice it is a on uh, not a human, uh, perhaps, um, you know, those, yeah. Contracted teeth. Yeah, you know, you know, you do, you, you, and you do all this when you do your training. I mean, it's it's funny. Like, I'm probably talking about things that I don't do routinely. What I do routinely with it, I mean, I might do say uh, lower incisal wear. You know, when you get that cup, you know, that they become like that little wine glass, and you take out the occlusal in occlusal section, and then you can flow some resin in, and it 
seals up the incisal edge. That's a, a beautiful for those because you don't chip the enamel and you can roughen that area up really nicely. Class fives, fantastic for it. You know, you know that, that sclerotic dentine on the buckle, you can roughen that enough, that um, dentine up and get a really nice bond to it. So th that's what I mean, like, for routine work, it's it's amazing for that. It's probably a bit mystical to you because you still haven't seen it, but it's, it's yeah, I, I think of it more of a, like a, a really good yeah. sandblast. Yeah, that's a good one. But, it's got, <laughs> but there is water, right? In... Yeah, yeah, you're, you're spraying water with, with the one yeah. I've got. And yes. so what about cutting bone? Do you use it for this? Yeah, yeah, doing surgery with it. I mean, you can use it to sterilise a, a socket. You can use it to open up for an apisectomy for a um, for an endo. Um, you, technically, they, they will sell it to you so you can do the whole procedure with it. But, again, it's a tool. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> um, that's where the hype, you've got to be careful with the hype too. BOQ specialists have worked closely with dental professionals for over 30 years and they understand the unique challenges that you, as a dental student or graduate, will face at the beginning of your career. I know they helped me early on as a dental student and they can help you too as they offer a private banking experience and tailor their products for dental professionals. I can say they have great customer service. I've lost my password that many times and they've always been able to help me. Nothing like the experiences I've had with competitors. So if it sounds like they can help you too, get in touch with them for a chat. For more information, visit boqspecialist.com.au slash students or check out the show notes for more details. TNCs, fees and lending criteria apply. See boqspecialist.com.au for more details. Anything else Anything else about um, lasers you love or you want to share? Do, or what don't you like about it or what are the disadvantages? Oh, I didn't like the 100k price tag it came with it, but it, um, <laughs> that, that was that was off-putting. But it was, um, you know, look, I probably what I would say, I love it for endo. I really love it for endo because the fact that when you're putting that tip down in the end on the root canal and it exploding the water, it sends this shock wave through. So you you know you, you know when you use an endo um, endo activator, you don't need that. You put this down and it's actually activating. And what I've found is it's cleaning out laterally in the canals. It's almost cool. like um, creating little bubbles in there to just force its way into. I think it was like a depth charge. <laughs> I think it's like it, like you're hunting sub. I feel like I'm hunting submarines. You know, I'm putting depth charges down there. It, it works, and and I find that the the um, I guess what I'm getting at with that is you don't need it, right? I don't think you need it, uh, but I do find that it helps. Say if you're, I think it. You know how like some of these jobs that we do are very, very technical skilled, right? And, you know, we have these guys, specialists who are very, very skilled and they can, almost like a Zen master, they can pick up a blade and they can do anything. I find as a, um, a more generalist, it gives me the ability to do some procedures to at least be getting closer to that level. Um, I'm really interested now. I literally have learned so much in this last five minutes. I did not know you could even okay. use it for endo, so... <laughs> That's primarily what I use it for now. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to do some Googling after this, but um, no, I'm really glad we had this chat. I guess um, it's, again, it's one of those things you don't really learn in uni. So unless you're exposed to it somehow, you wouldn't know to even explore the option. And, and, and because I just... Dare I say Facebook dentistry again? <laughs> honestly, I don't actually see that many people posting about the laser procedure. Like I can't even visualise. Yeah, it's gone quiet at the moment. Not many people are really posting or talking about it. Um, 
you know, maybe we'll that'll yeah, change. Yeah, maybe maybe videotape your next one and show us um, show us what it's all about. Show it, show, show it off and get some excitement for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I really love that. Um, so, why do you think that it's not that popular? Other than the price tag, is there anything else? Is it about the impracticality of the setup, or I think it's had a bit of a bad rep because it, it came in a few years ago. Like it, it was a bit of a. It came in as a bit of a fad, I think, for a period there. Um, and so a bit overhyped, painless dentistry, painless dentistry, this and stuff. And I think it, look, you can get away with certain, it, it, it's just not as versatile as a, as a drill. You know what I mean? So if you're trying to do this painless, no no pain dentistry and you, it's going to replace the drill, well, it won't really. So I think a lot of times the hype's undone the enthusiasm for it. And also, like you were saying, the mystical side of it, some of the applications have a bit of a... Uh, it's a recipe, which is dentists we don't, as scientists, we don't like. <laughs> so things like photomyomodulation, um, which is uh, depending on who you talk to, either a thing that doesn't happen or a thing that works for patients' pain relief. Um, you know, it's in the, even that itself has a bit of a recipe with uh, nine joules per square meter. And so it's it's still a very, I think it's still got a little bit of a pioneering space, if that makes sense. That's probably. Yeah. Look, I'm actually thinking right now about an implant case that, you know, unfortunately it is, it's, there is some peri-implantitis happening around it. And it's almost at the point where, you know, do we take it out, start again, graft it. But, um, you know, if it's diagnosed early, there's very minimal bone loss. I'm just thinking it could be like a really great option because it, it could clean that tissue without damaging the implant surface. Because I, 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 I mean, a perio's physically debriding around the implant and just cutting away the even the that outer titanium surface. Depends on who you talk to. I mean, when I was doing um, implant recovery years ago with one of the guys, we would be flapping it open, polishing back all the the um, the, the threads, and then closing it up, and then. I've seen people using titanium brushes to clean them. Um, I've seen people using air abrasion, remember citric acid. I mean, perimplantitis is, that's, again, they say that one of the first reasons why I got it, the idea of being able to stick this down the side and debride around the implant surface and then deride the tissue and get an improvement, you stare it, and you, you do see improvement. I mean, is it bulletproof? Nothing is, is it? But I mean, it, it's, but it does seem to give some really nice results from what I've seen from other clinicians and what I've, I've I've experienced, um, and I think clean the bugs off and clean the surface. You can't go too wrong with um, improving things. And uh, I mean, there's a wonderful periodontist, um, Brian James, and he's using he's using I think the Periolase system. Um, and he he's an he's an, another ad, uh, acolyte of um, laser dentistry. Um, and yeah, he's got you see some of his cases. And yeah, fantastic. So I think it has its place. Yeah, yeah. love that. Um, there you go. I just. That was a that was actually a really handy way to get an introduction into laser dentistry, the practical uses of lasers in dentistry, and um, some of these great applications. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. 
And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.